Hi, I'm Joe, and this is the Decahedron RPG Podcast. Mail call from the United States of America. Hi, you have reached the Decahedron RPG Cast feedback line. Just start talking at the sound of the tone. Hey, Jason here. Just listened to episode 38, Safety Tools. Great, great episode. I am fully in favor of safety tools. In fact, when I run games or online conventions or with strangers, I definitely cover safety tools, and we discuss that ahead of time. We talk about, you know, what level the game is, what what kind of contents are in there. So I'm a big proponent of that, especially when you're playing with people you don't know. And the thing is, like you mentioned, even if you're playing with people you've played with all your life or played with for the last five years, if you don't know their background, you, you honestly don't know what might trigger them that you never expected to. So these are great conversations to have. Um, yeah, so great episode, and I look forward to your next one. That was Jason from the Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Hey, thanks for that, Jason. It sounds like we are in perfect agreement. I will have to say, in the past, you know, I've never thought of them as safety tools. I, like I said in the episode, when I advertise on Roll20, I always say, you know, these are the type of things that we will not talk about because those are my lines. And I like to think I was always sensitive to other people's sensitivities. Using the word sensitive twice there, but whatever. This is something I definitely tend to ramp up on my use of. Yeah. Hey, thanks for the call. I'm calling in on the safety question. I feel that it is a poor reflection on the world today that it's actually needed. Most people should understand what is allowed in a public situation where you are dealing with other people. I'm not sure what else I can say. I'm going to stop there. That, of course, was James, our semi-permanent guest host. Hey, James, thanks for calling in. Of course, you weren't on that episode, which is why you're calling in. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit there. <laughs> no surprise there, right? You think that because you and I are kind of on the same page. And so when we game together, our limits are pretty close the same. But other people enjoy other styles of play. We talked during our episode, you know, the Sex and D&D episode, we talked about the Powered by the Apocalypse games, like Apocalypse World, Monster Hearts, Mashed. And they all have sex moves associated with them. And for people who are into deep, immersive role play, some people like that element of humanity in their game. Uh, I've heard a lot of World of Darkness players enjoy exploring the sexual aspect of their characters. Again, it's not my thing. Apparently, it's not your thing. But in those groups, it is their thing. People being different people, unless you come together and talk about these things before you play or have a mechanism or actually and have a mechanism while you play to say, hey, these are the things we're not going to talk about. Hey, I need you to stop talking about this. Then how else do you get on that same page? So, yeah, I'm going to disagree with you. I think safety tools are really a good thing. And uh, hey, you're entitled to your opinion. Thanks so much for calling. Hey guys, this is Jason. Just listened to part one of your D&D cartoon retrospective where you dedicate to Adam Rich. And yeah, tragic life there when you look. Lots of involvement, substance abuse, and all that kind of thing. I guess I hate to say it, but kind of standard child actor things, right? Um, but yeah, the, I, I need to revisit that cartoon, I guess. Try to watch a few episodes. It's been many, many years. 
I, I think you just have to accept it for what it was in the target audience. I mean, it was there to sell D&D. It was there to sell toys. You know, I had the, some of the toys that came along with that. They had action figures, all that kind of thing. So, I, I don't know. I mean, it, you know, is it equivalent to the, the best of those cartoons like Thundar? You know, of course not. But, you know, not many things are equivalent to Thundar. So, anyhow, I will look forward to the second part of the episode and keep up the great work. Hey, Jason, good to hear from you again. Okay, a few things there that you said. Um, yeah, the standard child actor stuff. Hollywood has a way of being your friend as long as you're making somebody money. And as long as you're not making them money anymore, they toss you aside. And I imagine that is hard enough for anybody to put up with, never mind a child. And I imagine that just does a lot of damage to that young psyche that leads to these problems in their later life. I think another part of it is that in our culture, we still tend to look at mental health separately from other types of health, physical health. And really, they're such one and the same, and there's such a stigma applied to mental health issues and going looking for mental health help if it's needed. If I had a magic wand, that is one of the things I would change. Uh, as for going back and watching the cartoons, yes, by all means, of course, yes. It is not, like we said, it's not high theater. It is still better than Star Trek, the animated series. And I like Star Trek, the animated series. Uh, the episode yesteryear, one of the best episodes of Star Trek ever. I would have loved to have seen it had they not chopped it down to the half-hour format for that show. But it is a great episode. In Dungeons & Dragons, the animated series, by all means, a great series. Uh, well, great, so a little heavy. A good series, well worth watching. And like I said, that episode, season two, the Dragon's Graveyard, it's a great episode. Uh, the one before, it's pretty good. The one before that's pretty good. Around season two, they started finding their stride. Season one is a little iffy. Uh, but yeah, watch it. As for it being just a big advertisement to sell toys and games, that is actually something we talked about in the original episode that got lost in the cut. We ended up talking for like 45 minutes, and you know how I'm a stickler for the short shows. So more than half the content that we talked about got cut, and that was one of the things because it wasn't really that far into it. James had said that this was just an ad advertisement to sell games, and I said, yeah, well, of course. That's the point of all these cartoons. This one, My Little Pony, G.I. Joe, Pokemon, well, I forget, oh, Transformers, every Star Wars movie, except maybe the first one. I mean, why else do you have a pod racing? Is to sell the toys. So, yeah, it was an advert, but adverts can be good entertainment. Most of those I mentioned are good entertainment. And finally, Thundar. We, we, my friend, are a kindred soul. I love Thundar. Ride, Ukla, ride. We got an email from Loring. First time email from this listener. Loring says, Peter Cullen also did the voice of Eeyore from the late 80s onwards. Thanks for that, Loring. Uh, Peter Cullen, by the way, that's the voice actor that did the voice of Avenger, also the voice of Optimus Prime. Now with this new information, it is kind of funny to think of the heroes of the Dungeons & Dragons cartoon being chased across the world by Eeyore. <laughs> Thanks for that, Lauren. Hey, this is Jason. Just listened to part two of your Presto retrospective, talking about the D&D cartoon. And I just want to say that I really love the format that you did, talking about all the characters. And you touched a little bit on the plots, but, you know, that wasn't really necessary because the important thing was the characters and the characterizations, and you guys did a great job covering that. I really like that format where you went through and did that. And it does really kind of make you wonder. I, I like the idea 
in some degree of Venger being Dungeon Master's son, how well the, a cartoon would have handled that compared to, you know, maybe a movie or something, I don't know, or a story. But it, it would have been interesting, definitely. Um, but, you know, for something that was made to be an advertisement to kids and to get kids to buy a product, all in all, it wasn't too bad. So thank you so much for that episode, and I look forward to what you guys do next. Hey, thanks for that, Jason. We already talked about it being advertisement, so I'm not going to talk about that. As for the format of the episode, just going with the character, that was actually my original idea for the whole show. And James was afraid that that wouldn't fill up the time. So I added the other stuff, even though I said, you know, you know seven characters, we talk about each for like a minute and a half. That's 10 and a half minutes. And that's not even the intro and the outro and everything. It shouldn't be a problem at all. But James doesn't believe in math. So I added the front piece to it, too. In retrospective, didn't need to, but I think the episode worked well as a two-parter. And had I uh, gone in with the idea that it would be a two-parter, I probably would have left more in part one that I had cut out. And as for the second about how well it would have been handled, it is possible if you go on YouTube, and if I think about it, I will look for it for the show notes. Well, first of all, let's cancel the YouTube part. If you look, you can find the written script for that last episode. It was called The Requiem. You can find the written script for that. You can read it for yourself and you can reach your own conclusion. If you're not a reader, if you look around, you can find where it was done as a radio play type format, a radio drama. When they read off the script, and if I remember right, it was some of the original actors at the at a convention too that was doing like a table read of it. I'm not all sure about that memory. And part three is uh, someone took that audio and then overlaid scenes from the other 27 episodes to make sort of a bootleg uh, cartoon version of it. And that you can find on YouTube. And I haven't seen it. I've read the script, but I haven't heard the other version. I'm going to look for those because I'm going to watch that episode on YouTube if I can find that. I will put all the links in the show notes. From reading the script, it sounded awesome. That's all I can say. Uh, Thanks again for the call. And again, everyone, that was Jason from the Nerds RPG Variety Cast. It's another podcast that's RPG related, but I would say it's a mix of RPG and movies. And he does a lot of guest hosts and they talk about certain games or certain movies. And he usually does a theme for a month. This month is martial arts. So he talks about martial art movies and ways to incorporate them, have them influence your gaming and stuff. And then like on the weekends, he does another show. We just pick some game at, I was going to say seemingly random, but they usually fit in pretty well with the month, but not always. And he reviews uh, the game, nice high-level review. Anyway, great show. I recommend it. Check it out. We have an email from Sam. Sam has definitely written us before. Sam says, I'm catching up on podcasts while I bake cookies. Yes, I definitely use my personality as a core for my characters. That said, not everything my characters do reflect me. I've had characters who were either brave or afraid in situations where I'd be the opposite. I've had characters rough people up in interrogation when I would never do such a thing. Well, thanks for that, Sam. Um, Yeah, I think that's pretty close to what I was saying, right? At the core, it's still me, but there's definitely parts that aren't me. And I would definitely like to hear more feedback about this question, which came to us from Heather, which was pretty much when you make a character, how much of that character is you? Thanks for that, Sam. Thanks for that answer. Uh, Again, it sounds like we're virtually on the same page.
Well, that's it for this episode, everyone. Thanks for listening. We had six pieces of feedback from four different listeners. That's great, but we would love to hear more from you. So please, as you listen to our podcast, send us that feedback. Call us, text us, write us an email. All the information is in the outro music that you're about to hear, and it's in the show notes. I was going to say below, but I don't know what your podcast player looks like. It might not be below. On mine, it's below. Anyway, I'm fighting off a cold, so I sound a little rough this week. That's why. But thanks again for listening. Until next week, bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Decahedron RPG cast. We'd love to hear from you. You can leave us a voice message by calling 562-774-2278. That's 562-RPG-CAST. Or by visiting sayhi.chat slash decahedron. You can also email us at feedback at decahedron.com. Links are in the show notes. For more information, visit decahedron.com. Remember that decahedron is spelled with a K. Music is by Kevin McLeod. Logo is by Design Cat. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep those dice rolling.